Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. How is your heart in this breath? To everyone listening, I ask you, how is your heart in this breath? And I, I'll leave it with you to answer that as you see fit. It's sort of like a Persian version of how are you. They don't ask how are you, which is a sort of a dead question because people end up saying fine or busy. Um, they say, how is your heart in this breath? How is your heart in this breath? That's the question that begins Sarah Wilson's new book, This One Wild and Precious Life. In this book, Sarah argues that our deep feeling of despair is actually a good thing because it unites us and therefore it can launch us into a positive path forward. Sarah wins the prize for the best book titles, I reckon. Her last book was called First We Make the Beast Beautiful. It was about living with anxiety and it was a New York Times bestseller. She also gave away all of her possessions a couple of years ago and embraced minimalism as a lifestyle. I'm Michelle Laurie and this is Calm Your Farm. Tips for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. I don't know about you, but I have felt more than ever before that I'm living a wild and precious life over the last year and a bit. And Sarah isn't the first sufferer of extreme anxiety who's told me that this period of time's made them feel somehow at home, like it's almost their time to shine. I live on my own and so I have been having all of that revealed to me, exposed to me in hypercolour. And I think that's what the COVID pandemic has been for everybody. It has been the great revealer. It has unearthed, pulled the Band-Aid off everything that we'd been we're trying to protect in ourselves. And for me, I also was working on a book that I'd been working on for the previous three years. It was due at the printers, Michelle, at 
two days before COVID hit and I had to pull it back from the printers and essentially sit with it for six weeks and think about it and observe and see what was unfolding around the world. And I rewrote the book in those six weeks with a a more strident, a stronger, yet a more compassionate emphasis, I suppose. The book was all about the uncertainty, the loneliness, the political fragmentation. And like I say, these sort of redundancies, this sense that we weren't living life as we're meant to be living. So the last year and a half has been really intense because not only have I been living it in isolation, I've also been writing a book about it and then publicising it and launching it in Australia, the US and the UK. Uh, The book's called This One Wild and Precious Life and um, it's sort of a part two to the book that I wrote a couple of years ago called First We Make the Beast Beautiful, which was about internal anxiety. And this book takes the journey outwards into the world and I believe that we're feeling a global anxiety and it's a very just cause. It came out in September and it came out in the US at the end of December, just after or in the middle of the whole Trump debacle. A lot of people with anxiety, and I, this is no big secret, like I've got quite intense anxiety. I have bipolar and I also have obsessive compulsive disorder. I've written a book about it, so I can talk about it openly now. What I've found is people with really intense anxiety, in some ways, many of us have been thriving. It's almost like the times match our condition or match what we've been feeling for so long and have felt quite kind of very alone in in feeling. So for me, I suppose it saw me step up into incredible radical activism. So my voice has got louder. I've got more confident. I feel really solid. I feel that the redundancies of our existence have suddenly become so glaringly obvious and they're the redundancies I've been living apart from. I'm a minimalist. I live in a weird way and now it sort of makes sense. I'm kind of like, all right, this is my moment. And I look at people like Greta Thunberg and she's done quite a number of interviews over the last couple of years where people have said, well, before all of this action that you're involved in, you were self-harming. She couldn't talk for over a year. She was lying on her bed, unable to face the world. She literally didn't speak except to a few members of family. And then at 15, she sat outside the Swedish parliament and started getting activist. And she has said many times that... She, it's the thing that has actually cured her anxiety. She, it, it's, it's, this is what she's meant to be doing. This is her moment. And this has been, I think, the case for quite a few people with anxiety. It's like everything seems appropriate. And it's almost like I've felt that this is my moment to actually be of service, to actually be out there promoting a book like this. And saying the stuff that I think a lot of people have been a little bit fearful of saying, I criticise capitalism. I criticise the way that we're we're just buying and it's more, more, more and we get sucked into these sort of information vortexes and, and so on. So for me, it actually has been a salve to my anxiety, which is a very odd response I know, but there might be people listening out there who've been feeling oddly the same. I have a bunch of practices that I implement almost in a non-negotiable way to be able to modulate my life. 
particularly at the moment, but also in general with anxiety. And I take it on as a responsibility. If you've got diabetes, you've got to take insulin, um, et cetera. So I um, have a bunch of things I do and I've looked into the science of it over the many years and talked to experts around the world and they're pretty solid. So I get up and I just exercise. I exercise. It doesn't matter what I do. It might be 10 minutes. It might be 20 minutes. It might be an hour. I just move. And I, I don't deliberate about it too much. I don't worry about faffing around for water bottles and Fitbits and stuff. I just go. And in my case, I, I go for a bit of a run or a swim during lockdown. I got onto some great free videos, exercise videos that were just half hour workouts. And I loved them. And I just get up and I do it. And I don't go, oh, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I have a day off. No, I just do it every day, even if it's 10 minutes. Just move. Um, That's non-negotiable. I then meditate for 20 minutes. And I hate doing it. This is a big thing that I talk about in my book and I talk about regularly is discomfort is something that we just got to learn to cope better with. We're a society that's got used to avoiding discomfort as though it's not meant to exist. And it's like the more that we can embrace discomfort, the more rewards we'll get, the more resilience we build, the more joy and edge that we go to. I meditate. I then will go and have a a coffee, a black coffee. And truth be known, I eat three squares of 90% dark chocolate for breakfast every morning. Um, Go figure. Um, I'm sure people would expect me to eat some kind of righteous green smoothie, but no, it's dark chocolate. That's what works for me. And there's science behind that, that I selectively choose um, to work for me, but it does, it works for me. And then I get started on my day, but I rise early. That's what I do. The other thing I do, I write in a sort of a journal, but nobody could read it. I can't even read it back to myself. But when I get wobbly, I write to myself. I just write a little note to myself. And that's something that I do regularly is just a little kind of pulling Sarah down from the ceiling kind of chat. And It's part of that discerning conversation. The other thing I do is what I call soul nerding. I nerd out on people smarter than me so that I can learn how they dealt with hard times. So Virginia Woolf, it might be Nietzsche, it might be Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning. I nerd out on these things. I absorb beautiful writing. I absorb mindful thoughts that can help me they help me by reminding me that some of the pain that humans feel is universal. It's part of what makes humanity beautiful. It reminds me I'm not alone. It also reminds me that there were some pretty awesome thinkers who went through some pretty deep pain. And it reminds me that deep pain can lead to incredible creativity. And that's a big thing that, I, that I've always believed is that anxiety can become a superpower because it steers us to the depths. It steers us to compassion. It also steers us away from the things that no longer serve us. And that's what we've got to remember. Anxiety is a little tap on the shoulder, sometimes a big shove and sometimes a splat to the ground to tell us we're on the wrong track. Get up, go another way. And uh, yeah, so soul nerding is a really important aspect of my modulation program. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This 
This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.